In our Future of Cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud survey. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone. Social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, an early break, full show ahead. It is, of course, a double barrel Wednesday. Sean Callahan, we will get to Parker Gabriel today. Promise you that. We will not skip him today. He'll be here at 7 Yeah, I had to apologize or so. to him twice. Well, we will not have to apologize today to him. I, I was told by a friend and former colleague that i got to bring more energy out of the gate. That I'm always slow starting. You're fast starter. Am I? Why don't you? Do you have you ever noticed? I've that? never noticed it that badly. Probably because I just bring all my own energy, and that's all that matters to me. Takes two to tango. It does. Yeah, the tango. You you kind of trip on your feet early on, then then you start to find your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like dancing with the stars. Yes, it is. <laughs> How about Ian e- Shumpert? Is that the guy? I Iman. Iman. You're amazing. Iman Shumpert. He's yeah, a former he's Knicks there. player. He, his dance the other night on Monday night was incredible with with whoever's little partner was. That was. They got all tens, by the way. It was, it, and it was a. And you were watching. With <laughs> that's, Trixie, that's the key part. Is Trixie you, you is, were watching? Trixie was riveted. She's riveted, and I. And it's on. So. I'm going to go with a bold stance. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of Dancing with the Stars. It's not that bad. I try to avoid that kind of stuff. What do you mean that kind of stuff? Uh, you know, they have all these same things over and over again, like the masked singers. Like, what's the point of this? <laughs> There's so many shows. I'm like, did, are you just out of ideas? Like, you gotta. You, why? Why are we doing this? I'd say the one that have like uh, like Avatar people. Now, like, what is that? Yeah, what's what going that? on with that? I don't know. But Dancing with the Stars is is a good brand. It's an excellent, enduring brand. America. And I don't think I've ever watched it. It is. I was sort of embarrassed on the spillover. 
when you when you were guys were talking about Monday Night Football, and I did it did cross my mind. Well, Sip, what were you doing? I was watching Dancing with the Stars. Oh boy, yeah. Well, you didn't miss a, a great game. It was a, it was a that was a proper game to not watch. We told you it was ugly. Saints beat the Seahawks thirteen, 13 to, to ten. 10 yeah. uh, so you're fine. No, nope, don't don't take shame. No in harm, that. no foul. No, you're fine there. If it was like an epic game, then I might disparage you a little bit, but not that one. I was impressed you know Iman Shumpert. Iman, Iman, whatever it is. He's out of the yeah, NBA. He was a former Knicks. You know, when the Knicks former. were bad. When the Knicks were bad. And Cleveland, right? Yeah, I guess he was on the Cleveland decent teams with yeah. LeBron, but he was on the Knicks when they were bad, too. Yeah, he was on the champ. I think he has a championship ring. He was a shooter. He might. He, he was might. a shooter. Well, he was, he was average. He was never good. Hey, by the way, because I'd like to make sure we take care of all the sports here, congrats to the Atlanta Braves last night. Winners in Game 1 of the World Series, 6-2 to two over the Astros. I'm a Royals fan, and so I like to watch this with Royals connections. The leadoff batter, Sip, for the Braves is Jorge Soler. Okay. Leadoff home run this game. Is that right? For the uh, Braves. and What's they, the Royals they, connection, though? Well, he, he was with the Royals the last two years. Okay. They, they traded him at the deadline in July. And got back a minor league pitcher for him. He's been t- on a tear ever since. Got to a real team. He got to a real team that was going to the postseason. So congrats to him. I'm joking, Royals fans. Well, they they, they are a real team this year. The Royals were not a very good team. That's fine. I, I, again, that's two moments. I'm fine with you. I'm not going to disparage you for watching Dancing with the Stars and calling the Royals a fake team. <laughs> well, you can't. Watch, you can't disparage me for watching one of the most popular shows in America. I can. And, All I watch. The, I can. and Trixie watches it. So, Is it really one of the most popular shows in America? Yes. Do any of our listeners watch Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, ask them. 464-5685. Text us. Text us. Yeah. Do you or have you watched Dancing with the Stars? And a lot of dudes will say, well, their significant other does. But would they watch it with, without having to be forced to watch it? Nobody's forced to watch it. Yes, you are. <laughs> Oh God! I mean, I I got to. You would have you would have rather watched American Made for the nine hundredth time yeah, instead of watching Dancing with yeah, the Stars. There's no way. I don't think I'd be watching it um, without tricks. I, I don't. I, I but but here's the thing: if if she's not there, I'm probably not watching TV at all. That's I don't. You Jake, I just don't turn it on. You're watching right Ozark for the five hundredth time. Yeah. By the way, January twenty second. That's when the uh, part one of season four comes out. January 22nd. Big fist pump. You'll be there. You'll, you'll, you'll be there. Big fist pump. Yeah, that's right. You'll be watching yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to get it's going to get it's going to get real with the cartel. You can tell in the preview videos. I mean, the preview video that I saw. Now, we got to get to You're, getting, you're getting a bunch of no's, by the way on people watching Dancing with the Stars. Um, we I mean, we don't Let's just just talk football. I, I I want to say one thing. Okay, about please, Ozark. please do. It's kind of get real with the cartel. The the, the previews, <laughs> oh, here we go. It's the preview. The I previews like that I've seen have Wendy and Marty at a cartel party. Yeah, I've seen that one. And, I sent you that preview. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and it looks like the party starts going bad for Marty, <laughs> Wendy, because they're bleeding from the head. Yep, and they're tending to each other in a bathroom. Oh my God, it's gonna be good. That's a great teaser, isn't it? It is. I can't wait Thank to watch. You, Jake. Yeah. Well. I didn't, I didn't do anything. All right. Now, I'll preview this for you. Nebraska Athletic, Tre- Nebraska Athletic Director Trev Alberts on radio last night on statewide radio. I'm just going to call it statewide radio. Smart. Um, and it was – I now, Jake, first of all, we can discuss this. I, I read our friend Sam McEwen, my friend Sam, um, of the Sip and Sam podcast. He called Trev Alberts' um, comments about 
Scott Frost boilerplate, which suggests to me he wasn't all that interested. I was interested. I am very interested in Trev continuing to discuss Scott Frost in season. Now, what was your level of interest with what he said? I was uh, interested. Pretty, what about you? Pretty high. Okay. Pretty high. Um, what do you make of it? Well, let's say let's say what the, let's first of all let's say what he said, and then what do you make of it? Okay. Yes. A caller. God bless the caller. And I'm a little surprised they let this through, and maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe the guy. Maybe the guy ambushed him a little we, we bit. We could have. He could have got a comment about the kicker. Okay, sure. Why don't you come on on? Right. And the, but, yeah, he was asked about, about by a caller if it would be best to show public support for Frost returning next year. Okay, and he said? Um, quote, I do think that there's a time and space for that. Making I'll, declarative statements during the season. Sorry, there you go. Yes. He said, now he said, he said making declarative statements along those lines during the season can be very counterproductive. He says, quote, all I can tell you is I've been extraordinarily proud of Coach Frost and our coaching staff. I love working with Scott. We continue working together. I see great things for our football program. I watch other institutions fire coaches two games in. USC. I know it's crazy la-la land in some of those respects. I'm proud of what Coach Frost and our staff has done. But like I said... We've got four games in the next five weeks that I think are a great opportunity for us. I'm really looking forward to seeing them play well against Purdue. Let's just stop right there for now. And we can go. There's some up more, okay. but those are the key ones. I, I think it suggests support. Well, right now. Okay. All right. Th- that's why we've said, like, right now, if the season was done at their three and five, it, again, it's not where you want to be, but they've shown that they're a good team that just struggles to close out games. Now, the next four games could change that whole narrative, it, you know, both ways. Let me ask it to you this way Does that sound like an AD who's getting ready to fire his head coach? No. Am I being naive? No, but he, he did say, I, I don't really believe in midseason firings. It's counterproductive, basically. Okay. okay. If that, if if All you right, want, if you point. want to spin it that way, he was talking. He was, he was making fun of USC, basically, for yeah. firing the coach Clay Helton yes. two games in. Yes. Like if he's on that much of a hot seat, why is he even here? Basically, right. Two two games in, really. So he was he was bashing that, which I again that's also kind of bashing Matt Wells at, at Texas Tech for getting fired eight games but in. You relax. On I, Wells. I'm not. He's five and three. The man was There's five. Nobody and Nobody in the stands. I don't care. He was five and three. The fan, he lost the fan base. By the way, can we say this? Okay. Now, I know what people are – the Vegas Bobcats just kind of going to kill me on all this stuff. But look from afar, Jake. Take a broad view on this. Broad view. Okay, the sellout streak's intact. People are buying tickets. The athletic training facility is on, on pace to get full fundraising that would enable the whole thing to be taken care of in one shot. Fundraising's going well for the Nebraska Athletic Training Facility that's going up right east of the stadium. And tickets are are tickets are being sold at a rate that, that that Aren't they doing a buy one get one free right now? Well, yeah, for Purdue. For Purdue. But <laughs> this is not Texas Tech. Where people sure, aren't going sure. to the games, they're not the fun. The fundraising's going poorly now. If Trev was on the radio saying, "Yeah, we're going to be far short of a sellout against Purdue," and by the way, that fundraising looks like we're going to have to go in two phases with that athletic training facility because our initial fundraising is has fallen off. 
Okay, those are called red flags. Mm-hmm. But those red flags aren't up. Those red flags are down. All right? It's interesting. I'm just saying it's an interesting conversation. And then and then Fred is saying Scott, he he says what I'm what what I'm what proud of him. He uses extraordinarily proud. I'm extraordinarily proud. You don't have to say that. I mean, in a sense, I think he's if he has to make a move on him, you can throw these back at him. Wait a second. I mean, just four or five weeks ago, you were extraordinarily proud of him. I mean, well, that that's what I'm saying is that it, it, if they keep playing the way they have and if they keep losing close games by seven points or less to all these teams coming up, then I just I just wonder where it goes because again you're not that far away. It, that, that's that's the point of all this is if you're Trev Alberts, you have to assess. Okay, you're three and five, but how does it look in your three and five? Is it obvious your team is very bad and is not keeping up with the Joneses, or is it just a couple plays away? And right now, they're always just a couple plays away, so they're not that far away. That's that's probably his view of the program. I'm not trying to speak for Trev. I get you though. I hear you. But you but me. again, you're not you're if you're not seeing them lose to Minnesota by by 28 points. Right, Demry Croft's not. But Demry, Demry Croft, Croft, yeah, Demry Croft is not running like Gail Sayers up right, and down the exactly. Sideline. So, that, again, that it's a weird spot to be in for Trev because the record's not where you want it to be, but he's also a guy that knows football very well and understands that, hey, if they keep playing like the way they have, they might win a couple games down the stretch, which helps out. But the, the, key, the goal is going to be you'll be in every game. Can, can you hang with Ohio State for more than, you know, is, is it over at halftime? The Vegas Bobcat says, listening to us, I'm going to clean up my puke. Um, come on, Vegas. He said, we've only been a couple plays away for 18 years. That's not true, Vegas Bobcat. Now, Vegas, listen to me. We, nobody was saying Nebraska's a couple plays away in 2017. Nobody was saying well, that. They were, they were dead. Yeah. That team was done. Yeah, I mean, they mailed it in. They got waxed by Penn State. They got waxed by Minnesota. They got waxed Iowa. by Iowa that year. Yeah. Penn State, yeah, you said Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Um, there was, you're, we're leaving out one, by the way, but they, yeah, they're getting whacked, games, whacked, sure. whacked, whacked by Ohio State. How? Or no, that was 2017. Yeah, that was 2017. How simple can it get for the Buckeyes? That was Thank that you. year. Um, so now, 35-7 at halftime, I believe that game. Um, the Vegas Bobcat said we are worse than we were under Riley. I just don't buy that at all. Anyway, the. Okay, so now the other there's another way to look at this. Alberts is going to practice a couple times a week, even if it's just for a half hour, he said. Now, is he in full evaluation mode? If things were clicking, would, would the A D be at practice? Yeah, I think he might be still. Okay. This isn't this he's brand new at the program. This is a place he went to school at. He obviously he's a, you know, he's a football guy too. He's a football guy. The man was drafted in the top ten. In the NFL, it didn't work out for me to injuries, but he was still obviously a great player in the history of Nebraska yeah, football. He He's a football guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he I would expect him to probably want to watch football practice. He said, he said he's just, quote, Alberts, I'm just trying to get a sense for how positive our team is and the coaching staff. And I'll tell you one thing I'm really proud of is how hard these young men are working and staying together. That's a big part of it. It really, really matters to them, and that really matters to me in terms of where the culture is in terms of the mental aspect and makeup of our football team and what the leadership is. He said, I think they're fairly unified. Fairly. And, yeah, and working together, and that means a lot. Yeah, he's – he. I, I'm, I'm 
it's just interesting to me how much he ex- he expounds on all this. I mean, he's he evidently has no concern about us or you know the media reading between the lines, right. fans, media, right. yeah, because he gives us a lot of material, right? He doesn't have to do. I hope people understand. Okay, for context, when Steve Peterson came in, he would not talk about football during the season, Jake. Do you understand that? There were no comments like this. Steve Peterson was not on the radio talking like this. It was it was radio silence. You couldn't get him to talk. Sean Eichhorst, there was one time or two times maybe that he opened up a little bit, but his policy, that was Riley, with Bo was no go. No no commento. Right, pretty much. Amigo. There was you nothing. Hear from him. He couldn't even find Sean Eichhorst typically. Right. Yeah. So it's a stark contrast. Now I'm now the older listeners would have to help me with this one. I don't remember Bill Byrne what he how he handled this with Tom, but it wasn't it wasn't the same deal. <laughs> it was never really uh, no. There wasn't a, a problem with Tom. Well, Osborne. there was. I mean, there. I, I you know people say that to me sometimes, and Jake, it's really not true. Ninety two or ninety one. It could have been ninety one, I guess, or ninety when they lost to Georgia Tech. Okay. In the bowl game, it was hot. It was hot. The team, the team played like garbage in the bowl game, and it was really, Jake. I'm telling you, it was hot. I mean, it was not so. I mean, I mean, not maybe quite as much for Tom as assistants, but um, no, don't say. I, I mean, I had people, I had people saying that to me this weekend. It's just not true. Tom had. There were times, and there was a time in the '70s too, when when he thought about leaving because it was so hot. Anyway, we got a texture that in terms of his thoughts on Trev at practice, he says he thinks he's watching the assistant coaches. That could be. That definitely could be. Well, again, if if if, if you truly are a couple plays away and you're, and you're a team that's right there, is it just something missing in practice in terms of of, of way a guy is being coached? He might be watching assistants, but I hope Trev's not. And I've I wrote this over the weekend, and it got there's a lot of back and forth on it. I don't think AD should should meddle in head coach's staff decisions at all. At all. And under, under any circumstances. You trust your coaches to run the program. That's it. I mean, they're, they're there what? They're there with, on the daily. You can push back. That's fine. But they're there on the daily meetings. They have a you, – you're paying them – Scott's making $5 million to run that program. He's the CEO. Life is back on Sports Betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone. Social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. I don't think any head coach wants an AD to swoop in and make those sorts of decisions. No, but here, here's I'm kind of with you and kind of not because of this. I don't think the AD should make any hires okay. for the program. I think he can probably suggest, hey, we have a problem at this position. Yeah, and, it's and maybe pretty glaring. we should get rid of Banker and bring in Bob Diaco. No, but not, I, no, I didn't. Sh- I didn't. No, I didn't say he should make any hire. I 
I think you can suggest. <laughs> I yeah, right. That's bad. You can't force a coach on, especially a coordinator. I mean, you just you shouldn't force anybody. But a coordinator is a horrible thing to force on any coach. That was bad by a course. I'm saying that I I think that an AD can maybe hint that what he is seeing is that somebody might need to be removed possibly. I but, don't like but, that. But I don't think an AD should be in part of a, you know a part of a hiring of somebody in terms of a assistant on a staff. The Vegas Bobcat does agree with us on that. He said it's not the job of the AD to evaluate assistants. It's the job of the head coach. It shows a lack of confidence in the head coach, Vegas Bobcat's words, for more bad decision-making. Now, he's might, he, might eval, he might be evaluating the coaching staff, the assistants, in, as a way to evaluate the head coach, right? but not necessarily make suggestions. I'm adamant about that. And I don't care if it was now. And I did, I have talked to Tom about it. Tom Osborne, he worked for two ADs, Bob Devaney and Bill Byrne. And they never, and I can tell you unequivocally, because I've talked to Tom about it. They never once suggested anything. And there were times when, when Tom's assistants were a little under fire, Charlie McBride, mm-hmm. um, George Darlington a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like it was a smooth ride all the time. Um, but those guys never meddled. And now some people say, Sipple, that's apples and oranges. No, it's not. It's not apples and oranges in the sense that I think AD should stay the hell out of it. And you see what's happening. At, you heard Jerry DiNardo on Friday say, what? At LSU, they've had ADs that are hiring assistants. Now, yeah, they won a national title, but it's spinning out of control. Yeah, now. I, I don't, I don't like the concept of an of an AD hiring assistance for somebody. But I can I knew see you wouldn't. But, but I, I, knew, I know but you. Well I think enough. there is a space for them to suggest making a move on somebody. Let, let's say, yes. like, okay, depends on the relationship. Take, with take the yourself enough. back to the Steve, to the Bill Callahan era. Don't you kind of wish at some point that maybe Peterson stepped in and said, "Hey, maybe you should make a move with Cosgrove. This is this is really holding you back." Your offense is not holding you back. The offense is fine. Yeah, it's not a bad point, Jake. Like People keep saying what, what brought Callahan down was never the offense. It was because he was stubborn and didn't make a change yes. defensively. So a third outside party, a third party. Yeah, you're, not, you're not talking every day about, hey, you need to do this, this. It's, hey, I'm seeing a pretty glaring problem, Bill, with your defense. Well, and I think your offense is good enough to keep you here for a while. But if you see what I'm saying, hint, hint, wink, wink, it's time to make a change on the defense. <laughs> Without forcing you to do it, you kind of right. force them to do it. Right, I know. To makes keep, sense. If you want to stay employed here, Bill, your offense is good enough. Your defense is not. Uh, you can, you uh, can read that however you want to, Bill. Can't you have the discussion and just ask the coach if you considered this? I'm just, I just... <laughs> do you say it every day? Hey, yeah, just... I know I asked yesterday, but have have you considered any either you know wink wink? There's a way to approach several it. winks involved. There's a way to approach it without <laughs> winky winking. Um, just you can just do it in a manner that says, "Hey, you know, is that something you've thought considered?" Yeah, just wondering, and then you know talk about swimming or something. Uh, <laughs> then come back to it again. Yeah. Just before we go, make sure uh, you raised a good point. Make sure you think about that defense. Yeah, so. Have a great day, Bill. Yeah, you raised a good point. Um, I, I think that if you talk to fans or talk to yourself back the, then. Who's you, on the staff? Is there anybody on the staff that you would say? Oh, God. I don't, I, I don't want to go name and names yeah, here. I mean, there's some guys, yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, there's one in particular. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the offensive line's got to get better. Just say it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> there's your glaring issue right there. You're, yeah. The the one that's glaring that's, that's it's probably. Well, I'm not. I don't a know. Fix. I don't know if it's glaring, but it's, it's definitely a question. It's the one that's been in question pretty much the entirety of the tenure of a certain coach there. So Trev continues. I was at practice this morning. I I don't know. That must have been yesterday. So it was. Yesterday was Tuesday morning. I was at practice Tuesday morning. It was a spirited practice in pads. Some ones versus ones type of deal. I'll be very, very surprised if our team doesn't come out focused and play very well against Purdue on Saturday. Well, the boss is watching pretty closely, so it would be good for the staff if you did play well. Um, what else? What I else? Thought, oh, I thought that Trev had a little bit of a Bill Moose moment last night. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Uh, he was asked about the, the officials from the Nebraska-Michigan oh, yes, game. This, yes. this sounds a little bit like Bill Moose here with the brash comments, right? He was asked, again, uh, thoughts on the officials in Nebraska-Michigan quote. He says, quote, I'm not sure if that game was a little big for that crew, end quote. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that sounds like Bill Moose. It does. It who does. just says every, what he ever wants to? His like, brash comments. Yeah. I love. See, I I miss that kind of stuff right yeah. there. I'm glad Trev well, said. I don't that. know if you have to miss it because we still have. It. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Again, that suggests maybe I'm reading into everything, but that suggests support. That's very interesting that Trev does this. It's it, to me, it's fascinating having covered other ads. Now I covered Burn. Um, Peterson, Osborne, I mean, since uh, since the mid-90s, since the early 90s, actually, because I was at the Journal Star and had conversations with Bob Devaney when he was the AD. That's how long I go back, Jake. Now, I was a kid, but I, but I, yeah, look at Devaney's last year. It was 89, probably, when I, and I, 88, maybe. Um, look at Bob Devaney's last year as an AD. I'll, well, I, no, you do it. And I was at the Journal Star while, while Bob Devaney was still the AD. I mean, I remember Babcock having conversation Mike Babcock, the great Mike Babcock, columnist Mike Babcock, having conversations with Bob. And I talked to him once or twice about matters. Um, I was there starting in 87 as a part-time employee. When was his last year's AD? Well, uh, 92. Yeah, see, that's... Then he was AD emeritus until right. 96. So, yeah, I mean, I was... So, I was uh, there with Devaney, Byrne... I've covered them all, and and usually those guys aren't. They don't talk about football. Most of those guys didn't talk about football much in season. Jake. Now Bill did. Bill Bill Moose did. Moose, I think. He, yeah, he did. He, he absolutely. Oh, he talked did. about football. Yeah, sure he did. Yeah, uh, Vince. Got a call from Vince in Napa, California at four six four five six eight five. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? You are on vacation and you're still calling. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I can't, well, I guess I can't get out of the habit of getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning as much as I thought I could. We like that habit. Yeah, well, well exactly. But um, the conversation, you know, that we're having as far as, you know, ADs and uh, silence, lack of silence, I mean, you know, and addressing, you know, where Scott Frost is and the likelihood that they'll make a move, I mean, and this is going to floor you who I'm going to quote. I'm going to 
I mean, to me, it kind of goes back to the whole, you know something that the great Bum Phillips once said. <laughs> Bum Phillips. <laughs> <that's good. laughs> Bum Phillips. What did he say? The great Bum Phillips. He goes, "There's two types of coaches: them that's been fired, and them that's going to get fired." But, um, but as far you know, but as, as but true. as far as as far as how it relates to Scott Frost, I mean, you know, Jake. Yes, you're right. I mean, as far as. Uh, I mean, you know, yet as far as the team giving off the the impression that uh, you know we're, we are just a few plays away, um, and and in terms of you know, the, I mean, yes, you don't have a team that's mailing it in, a la 2017 Mike Riley, a la probably you could probably say 2007 Bill Callahan, but uh, no, they weren't mailing and, it. In. Go ahead. You know, I would say the second. I would say the second half of the year they mailed it in on you know on, on Bill, but. Um, but again, you know, I mean, it's, but again, it's a case also where, um, you know, yes, I think as, as far as, you know, making, I think it's more likely that that there's going to be moves with assistance, whether as opposed to whether it's Scott Frost specifically. Now, one thing, though, that I will say is this. I do believe that this year, there's, this year, I think the conversation of needing a full-time special teams coach, to me, that conversation should be over. I mean, it should be more apparent now than ever because, you know, with better, I mean, to me, better special teams alone probably gets a six and two right now. So uh, the one question I would have for you guys now, let's say Trev were to, you know, hint whether it's strongly or not that, okay, we need a full-time special teams coach. Would that involve Scott removing another assistant coach to make room for that uh, special teams coach? Yeah, could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, and, and, and you know, well, and in that case, and, and, well, and in that case, which, and in that case, which one would be the, would be the most likely to go? I don't know. There's different ways you could do that, right? There's diff- there's there's a lot of that's a puzzle that you can move pieces mm-hmm. around in various ways. Hmm. Yeah. All right, fellas, have a good one. All right, Vince, thank you for the phone call and for waking up early out there in California. Pump Phillips. There's coaches that have been fired and coaches that will be fired. Pretty much, that's true. Um, I, I can I, I get concerned sometimes about Vegas Bobcat. What did he say earlier? You guys want to make? I want to. I'm going to clean. I'm going to go clean up my puke. There's another guy, Derek Johnson, on Twitter that said I wanted to throw up when I listened to Husker Extra Sip the other day. How did you say now? How did you say that? How time? exactly can you not have Frost directly on the hot seat right now? Why would beating Purdue change any opinion you have on Frost? I'm just saying it seems like all I'm saying, Derek, is it's a week to week. It seems like a week to week referendum. Well, I mean, and, yeah. and Derek, you have to, you have to acknowledge. Anybody has to acknowledge in this conversation that both sides have strong arguments, right? Mm-hmm. Both sides. You can't, you can't come at someone like that, Derek, and say that's that's disrespectful. I mean that. That both sides don't have a strong argument. I respect the argument to fire because it's valid. But I also respect the argument to keep because it's valid. I'm not riding the fence. Right. That's just a fact. No, it, it's, it's factual. You, you've yeah. got, it's, it's, if you ask the common fan, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty split. It's a pretty even split. I don't even know. I think it's more, more tilted toward keeping Keeping him. I mean, this, these, like, these next four games can change that one way or the other. Sure. that's There's more data. You go 1-3 and three or 0-4, oh and four, of course, it leans toward oh, yeah. keep rid of him. Oh, if you go 0-4, oh that's trouble. Yeah, I mean, that's why you can't say for sure. that Even though Trev sounds supportive, 
if we're a month from today and they've lost to Iowa, and that's four straight losses. I mean, I don't. I, it's going to be hard to convince a fan base to keep that. Guy. There's there's guys on the on the staff that I bet would say it's hard to convince me that we should be back. Yep. I mean, if they lose four in a row, there's guys on that staff, honest men that would say, I don't know that we deserve to be back. Honest guys. I mean, come on. I mean, they've they've gotten their own way plenty, right? Yes. Oh, and four. I don't know what you what. I mean, come that, on. that would put you at fifteen and twenty nine yeah. in the in the frost. Yeah. Era. Now again, though, at that again, point. though, what like what Jerry Donardo says, you can't just look at a record and say that's now fifteen twenty nine. That's pretty, pretty telling. Yeah. That's a pretty telling record. That's pretty close damn. or not. That's that's telling. Because the, you ask yourself, then okay, what indicates you're going to fix these close game problems going forward? Especially if it's been if a lose, problem for four well, years, if you lose four in a row, you've already lost four of your last five. Here. That's right. And if you lose four in a row, I don't. It'd be really hard to sell progress. At that Again, point. even if you're losing close, how do you just magically get over that hump? Could I say this? If you lose four in a row, it's almost impossible to sell progress. Three and nine in your fourth year, the, the your worst record yet. Right. I don't think so. Uh, Sean Callahan is next on Early Break in the Ticket.